Live from Portuguese Hall in Artesia, California, we are Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles. Our own Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira invited us here to watch Portugal take on Morocco in the World Cup. Game time was 5 a.m., which is really just yeah. ridiculous. You're welcome. I kind of really question. You lazy. the sun, by the way? You're lazy, and you should be waking up that yeah. early anyway. <laughs> That's right. We're awake. We're pumped, and we're ready to pod. Before we jump into this early morning edition of the show, be sure you're following us on Twitter, at Guys in Shorts LA. I promise we will not disappoint. On the show today, we'll discuss Lakers free agency, Dodgers, Angels. Did the Galaxy play? No, no. Well, kind well I'm sure you'll of, fill in with of, World yeah. Cup yeah. nonsense. kind of play. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of Park Rec League stuff going on. Yeah. We'll talk about how waking up at 4 a.m. is the worst. Also, we have an interview with a Southern California sports broadcasting staple from AMA 30, Trent Rush. Oh, Trent Rush. Woo! Yeah. There he is. That? Let's do this. I am Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. I just wanted to say thank you, Angels. Oh, you're welcome ah. for that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, but you're welcome. Darren Besa. Uh, guys, it's pretty early. Are we really going to do this? Yeah. We're, oh, my we're, gosh. We're all in now. We're doing it. Pod ah. with heart. Ben Garcia. Hooty hoo. And Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. Forza Portugal. Oh, man. Yeah. What a what an Ooh. underwhelming win. Underwhelming. <laughs> huh. Wait, uh, but, but, I'm stressed. I, I was chewing yeah. my nails there. Yeah, you were. So so to paint the picture, we are actually sitting in the, what is this, the bull ring? It's the bull ring, yeah. So yeah. I, At we, Portuguese Hall. Yeah, we could have gone inside. We watched the game in the sports bar, which, yeah. you know, we were fortunate enough that they opened it up. You know, at 5 a.m. we yeah, had that some, was really cool. Had some food Very going cool. on, some breakfast. What did we eat? We had a bifana sandwich. So oh, that's that's what I that wanted Jeff to that say. Is a, yeah. That is a yeah. pork sandwich. Would not have got that even and then, close. What, I didn't know, know if it was Otani. pork or chicken. <laughs> I'm like, is this pork or chicken or <laughs> cat? What he didn't even know what to <laughs> eat it. It's bull. It's bull. Oh, bull, bull, bull. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, no, but th- what made it breakfast is they throw an egg on it. And your oh, three, yeah. Your three pieces of fried pork all of a sudden become breakfast. So that's that's the good news. Yeah. About yeah, that, that's pretty yeah, much yeah, on exactly. anything, right? Yeah, oh, yeah so great. you know, we we sat in the sports bar, and you guys were like, "Well, what's that back there?" And I said, "Well, that just happens to be the bull arena." Yeah, and so we said, "Well, let's record from there." And so here we are, live from the bull arena yeah. at the it's, Portuguese Hall in Artesia, amazing. California. I always think of this place as your castle of Grayskull. Yeah, like absolutely. I, I imagine <laughs> you out front, a little He-Man reference, with, yeah, yeah, <laughs> waving yeah. the flag. By the power of <laughs> Portuguese Hall. <laughs> so what do you say, Ben? Uh, you hop into the ring and we uh, release the bulls. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, whatever. Do it. <laughs> do it. Ben, like. ben would do it. I would. He would do All it. Right. Vic, Vic a made trooper. a good point. He'd have the best chance of survival, yeah. I think, no, amongst easily. all of us. That's probably yeah. true. Thank you. You're <laughs> You're That's welcome. a good thing. That's how we shut him up. We give him compliments. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to handle it. I really don't. How about some takeaways from the World Cup? As long as we're oh. here, I feel like we got to. We well, gotta. Why don't we let, we let Eric do the update and well, then we can just shit on it. That's going right. to go for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the World Cup. Game one, Russia versus Saudi. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, not that deep, Eric. <laughs> this year. No. This year. But, you know, it's just been. Uh, to me, it's the greatest time to be alive for a soccer fan. There's games. The schedule, it's a, it's a bit early, but it actually works out very nicely because it is Russian time. So there are games at 5 a.m., 8 a.m., and 11 a.m. And so, you know, you knock out your three games a day in the morning, and then you have the rest of the day ahead of you. And the nice thing about a, a sports bar at 5 in the morning is if you walked into a bar at Five six in the morning, and you have a beer. They'd say, you know what, you have a problem. Well, technically, but, we didn't get served till yeah, six. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, when there's soccer on, it's like, hey, it's World Cup. What are yeah. you going to do? Yep. It's okay. So you know, it's a nonstop party. The games have been super exciting. Very close games. Uh, you know, Victor, we were talking about this in, in the bar before we came out to record. Is just there barring one or two games there really haven't been blowouts these teams are all pretty close uh, you know you could tell what they're fighting for the passions there the individual talent is there with mr cristiano ronaldo the one-man team for portugal <laughs> yeah you know, you, you know what's crazy is like in the past there was always cinderella teams right yeah. and a lot of them would come from african nations and they would it, they would always come out with their speed and their power and they would just sometimes uh people weren't expecting it and they were able the teams that are playing now you can actually still see the skill that has grown around the world. Like this Morocco team actually showed a lot of, uh, besides heart, they showed a lot of skill that, yeah. you know, normally isn't shown for a North African country. So uh, the rest of the world is catching up. And I, I love the fact that there's very few. The rest of the world, except for the United States. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Too soon. It's a, it's a great point. He makes a great By point. By the way, Morocco, North Africa, 
Ben. Yeah, I, I thought you it was thought in South America. <laughs> and I thought it was in the Caribbean. Oh, wow. Ben and I are you like, are where's Morocco? <laughs> you know, if, if there's no better way to, to, to look at us and just say we are ugly Americans. Because we have no <laughs> idea where anything else is in this world. It sounded exotic. so uh, I was. Exotic. You know. That's the beautiful thing about Portugal's group. Spain, Portugal, and Morocco. They're actually right next to each other on the map. So those are... <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Yeah, you, <laughs> that's your geography Not lesson us. for the day. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should take a geography class at the JC, Ben. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. A little refresher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the games have been exciting, so if you're not already in, uh, business is only going to pick up further from this point, because now the games are going to get more and more important. You saw Morocco today. Their their spot was on the line. If they lost, they, they go home. So you see what these teams are playing for and, and how much it means to them. So if you're, if you're not already all in on the World Cup and you want to check out some games m- moving forward, so let me, let me you want to check this. it out. So Here you go. From, from uh, Portugal's <laughs> standpoint, yeah. That was a really crappy game. It was ugly. I agree. It was so, very ugly. Yeah, I mean, Morocco actually was the aggressor for mm-hmm. most of the game, and right. I felt like the referees were calling everything in your guys' favor. That's how I felt <laughs> watching it, and I'm a neutral and that's party. Fair. I don't really care. That, that's fair. So going now out of group play and, mm-hmm. and into the next round and whatever, how are you feeling from, from that standpoint? After today's performance, I'm not feeling great, but the good thing is I think when you, when you play poorly and you're still able to get a win – that says something also. So this Portugal team, the way they played today was not indicative of how, what their potential is. So it's not like, well, this is the best we got and this is just who we are and we got lucky. It's like we can do better than what we did today. But if they play another game like this, then things are not going to get pretty once you get to the knockout stages. Yeah, I felt like they knew who they were playing against yeah. and that they're going up is Iran next, they, right? Yeah, they grinded so, out the points. Yeah, they they the thing about this group or this uh, stage in the World Cup is that your only main goal is to get out of the group. And that's yeah. And so that's what you, that's the way they were playing today was just to get out of the group because they know they're going to play Iran next and they should beat Iran um, uh, in the next game. So, so, so is this kind of like the Warriors playing in the first round where it's kind like, of sort if of. they drop a game yeah. it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Especially the, since they got that early goal. Yeah. Even a tie is 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 not is not bad for Portugal at this stage, so because they still get that one point. So well, Eric looked a little worried every time uh, Morocco was getting close to scoring. <laughs> uh, you know, rear everybody in, in that bar rear, looked a little worried. Rear ends were clinched very yeah. tight oh, in yeah. that sports bar. <laughs> yeah, they they want to get those three points. Don't get me wrong, um, but at the same time, like you don't want somebody to get injured. Uh, you're looking forward to the next game, and I think that's the way they were playing. Yeah. And, and that's and the way they're coached. Yeah, and that's the way they're coached. Unfortunately. The thing that was bu- bugging me was like I felt like I was watching the U.S. play yeah. against no Morocco yeah. and not Portugal yeah. against Morocco. Like it was because the U.S. does this a lot, where they uh, play a team like let's say Spain and they step up to their they step up their game and then they play against Morocco and you're like, yeah. who the hell are these guys? So let me Do we have- flop that much though? I mean, really no, no, Americans no. <laughs> the Portuguese <laughs> are <laughs> exquisite at flopping. It's, it's we have a yeah, we have a reputation and, and, good and, art, right, and an rightfully art. so. Yeah. There, there was a point. There was a point where a Moroccan. Uh, Tags the back. Yeah, that's just, great. Just pats the back of oh, one of the Portuguese yeah. guys, and he literally falls down with his mouth open, going, and "Oh my God, you hurt me!" And Ben, believe it or not, that's the Portuguese tough guy. Yeah, that's our. <laughs> that's, 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 that's our enforcer. That's their enforcer. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Steph Curry looks hard against. Them, <laughs> he really does. I think Steph Curry will whoop some ass in this league. <laughs> Uh, I got nothing. Good, good stuff. <laughs> Before we uh, move on from World Cup, any any front runners, any storylines that uh, we could we could amend last week's report on on who you should uh, be rooting for, watching. Uh, the like the one amendment is I, I mentioned that Germany always brings it. They're defending champions, and Mexico. Came at they, came at Germany came much at like them. Morocco came at Portugal. They yeah. they brought it to Germany and they beat Germany one zero, which was a shock upset. Yeah. So yeah. Mexico knocking off the defending champs was the one amendment that I would make. I didn't mention Mexico. Obviously, being in in Southern California, we have you know a lot of Mexican uh, fan bases here. So yeah, way to cater the fan base. <laughs> <laughs> he decides to talk can, about Portugal, <laughs> which is in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <We can> <laughs> North, Northern <laughs> Africa. <laughs> Get it right. Far, far north. <laughs> we can we can tie this back into L.A. Uh, yes. So you mentioned Mexico yes. and Landon Donovan <laughs> pledging his support oh, to Mexico. Go. So you heard about this. Yeah. yeah. What, let, let's the, talk about that controversy. Was, did you unfollow him on Twitter? I did unfollow him on wow. Twitter. Wow. So this wow. is major. And then I followed him back. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, basically, as a... <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Ah, thank you. Hey, flop no, right there. Mic drop. Just drop it. <laughs> This has been Guys in Short Sports oh, wow. Los Angeles. He really <laughs> dropped it. He really <laughs> dropped it. 
I'm not going to bring you guys Sorry, back here anymore. Sorry, I need that. <laughs> no, but basically, Landon Donovan, in an ad for Wells Fargo, said that he was supporting Mexico. And he got a lot of flack for it, rightfully so, because he's the captain, <laughs> former captain of the U.S. men's national team. I mentioned that I, I just can't support Mexico, uh, not because of the country, but because of the sports rivalry. I can't do it. So to see a former captain. like Trump there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get political, I'm just people. Gonna, we'll I'm stop gonna, listening. I'm just saying. I'm going to keep kidding, moving. I'm going to keep <laughs> moving forward. Uh, so basically, I just thought that it, was, it was kind of a weak move. And when player, uh, there were other former players who were questioning him, he basically responded and said, you know, you owe it to, you know, you Mexicans in Southern California who you played with. They're, they're the reason why you're good at soccer. It's like, ah, I don't agree with that. You know, you grew yeah. up with Ecuadorians and El Salvadorians and Brazilians and, and Koreans. There are were, there were tons of people who you played with. It's not just the Mexican fan base. So to yeah. say you owe it to a particular nation to root for them, especially when they're your main sports rival, I just did not think that was cool. So I unfollowed him right away. But the next day he tweeted an apology. <laughs> he did. And uh, I, I followed to, him. To be fair. <laughs> well, wait, if you weren't following him, how did you know about the apology? Because people who I follow retweet and you oh, see gotcha. yeah, right. news spreads fast in the American <laughs> soccer community. <laughs> to be All fair, three of you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Landon, uh, in Southern California, I am Mexican. If I was in Florida, I'd be Cuban, and if I was in New York, <laughs> it'd be, be Dominican Puerto or Puerto Rican, or Puerto Rican yeah. one of the two. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to All be right. fair to him. All right, fair enough. All right. Okay. Enough soccer. Uh, <laughs> shall we move on, Ben? <laughs> yes. Is that thirty minutes? All right, let's talk some Lakers free agency. Woo! It's funny they're not even in season. Oh. Still top story. It's still uh, everywhere. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. The everything. Yeah, every all the Kawhi stuff, the LeBron stuff. Yeah. It's all yeah. trending right it now. It all feels it's like crazy. a retread, though. We've been talking about it for so long that I it almost it does, I yeah. almost feel guilty about continuing to talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Well, well that's the funny the problem. Thing. Yes, I, I think <laughs> that's the funny thing for us is because we've been talking about it for you know a year plus with LeBron. The yeah. Kawhi thing isn't really new. You know, we've been talking about it for months, and it's when you get these updates from ESPN breaking Kawhi looks to join the Lakers it's like <laughs> right. yeah I know yeah. we've been talking we, about this yeah. <laughs> we're waiting till I July mean, we don't know. <laughs> you've not been listening to our podcast ESPN yeah. we've been waiting yeah, right. to, for July 1st you know what it is though months. it's because the seasons suck like it, we we used to never care so much about the off season, but because the when they're playing is actually not so exciting, the off season well, no, is it's our not, exciting. It's not time. exciting because you know who's going to win the championship. So what what's actually interesting oh, is here, with the NBA. Here, here somebody get Ben soapbox. Let me stand on my soapbox. Get off my lawn. No, but the, but the fact <laughs> is is that the reason why this is interesting because. Think these types of changes of personnel Eastwood? can change the direction of the of teams and yeah. of also of the NBA and and possibly get somebody con to contend with Golden State right. and potentially Houston. So yeah. I think that's why everybody's interested. Now let's say that everything pans out. I think that next year becomes more interesting, especially to LA fans, oh, yeah. because at least there's a team that has a chance to beat them, right? And it also gives the NBA another team to hate. Right. So oh, I, I think time. I think it helps. We weren't hated the, enough already. If yeah. the Lakers don't get them. Then, you know, I think going into next season, I think Golden State is like a, a you know, what, a yeah. nine and five chance of winning the championship yeah. or something yeah. ridiculous. You have to put in a thousand dollars to win ten. I mean, it, <laughs> it really, it really is not, that's not good. interesting to no, watch. That's never fun. So, so I think that that's why we talk so much about it. Is that it's it's good for the league. Yeah, but did you have to say that with your shirt off? <laughs> yeah, come you on. want me to take my shirt off? <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah. So let's talk about the Kawhi stuff. Yeah, apparently, um, Popovich. Flew into L.A. or San Diego. Yeah, much last like night. the Angel fans had to call Thought in Trent Rush. Yeah. <laughs> the Spurs needed to call in Pop. Yeah, they, yeah, they <laughs> called in Pop, in. and uh, they were supposed to meet one on one. Apparently, they've been trying to set up, or the Spurs side has been trying to set up this yeah. meeting for a while, and Kawhi has just been ignoring them. It, it honestly sounds like an ex girlfriend contacting yeah. me saying, "Hey, you know, like I've thought a lot about our relationship, and I'm sorry for all the mistakes <laughs> I made." And I'm like, "Listen, I'm over it. Like, yeah, yeah, move on." Because Pop is one of the guys that called him out publicly, along with right. uh, 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 Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it, it, every they're they're guilty as well as not for not. Everybody just should have kept their mouth shut, right? Yeah. Um, so then there was a report that they were supposed to meet one on one. Because that's what the Spurs want. They don't want his uncle. They don't want his posse. They want to talk to Kawhi and yeah, try to someone's convince in his Kawhi. Ear. Yeah, that's what I heard is that you know he has a, a fa some type of family members with him who are basically telling him in in San Antonio you are not the star that you should be. You need to go to L.A. to you know improve your brand and and be the superstar. So yeah, I, that's why I think they d they want him one on one as one -on -one. opposed to with his Kawhi crew. should yeah. work with Chris Jenner because I'll tell you what, dude, like. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm, brought I'm it not back. even kidding. Here we wow. go. Wow. That who was had, pretty good. Get who the had, soapbox back good. out. You know who what? had 37 <laughs> minutes for a no, Kardashian? No, I want to hear this because yeah. this no, is interesting. 30 minutes is more important. 30 minutes is more important. Shirt on for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Chris Jenner, Kawhi's agent. 
No, because I think she gives good advice, good career advice. I mean, listen, her daughters, we all agree, don't have a lot of talent. And they make a lot of money, right? He's got a lot of talent. So what could she do with him? I'm just saying. Chloe is his manager. Interesting. Interesting. We use her as her barometer anyway. (laughs) Oh, Ben. That's why we love you. Chris Jenner. So let me ask you this. Ben, you you said last week or a few weeks ago you wouldn't want Kawhi because of the drama that he is projecting. Yeah, is that changed? No, yeah. it, it hasn't changed. I, I I listen. It's it's hard to say no to a guy who's what is he like a five time uh, you know uh, all star. Yeah, you know yeah. finals I, MVP. A finals MVP. He's he's up for the like the max deal. You know, so this is this is a good player historically. Now, if he really is injured, you don't know what you're getting. If he was not injured last season and he was just not playing because he didn't feel like it, is that the type of guy you want to build a team around? My answer is, I don't know. And if we get him, I'll, you know, listen, I'll root for him because he's a Laker, you know, and who knows, maybe next season I'll buy him a, a jersey just like I did with Malone. You know, like maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll change my mind. Yeah. But, right, but right, right now I'm very apprehensive about bringing in a guy that you don't know what you're going to get or he's just, you know, more drama than you want to deal with. But, but to that point you just mentioned, it's like an ex-girlfriend, someone who's, you know, talk trash and they're trying to, you know, say apologize for all the things they did wrong. If he was scorned by the Spurs and he feels like he wasn't treated right, then that kind of justifies his actions and for the way he's doing it. So I don't think his reputation up to until this point was not that Kawhi Leonard's a prima donna and he tries yeah, no, to show up people. It just something happened. There was an event happened that happened after his injury, and from that point is where he became cold and kind of turned turned his back on the Spurs. So I don't think that we should be worried about his team chemistry or his lack of focus because I think it was the specific situation in San Antonio that caused him to be like that. And not, I think it's it was, not a personality trait. And I think it was either Mark Stein or somebody else from ESPN came out and said that he's uh, he's 100% uh, back from his injury right now. Um, According to the Spurs, he was back at half at the midseason last year. Right, but that's I think that that's where everything stems from. Where he didn't feel that way. He didn't. He himself playing didn't feel a hundred percent. And to have the doctors telling him, "No, no, you're a hundred percent." He's like, "No, dude, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent." Like, how are you out there on the court? I think that's where the obviously the problem started. Was he never felt one hundred percent? The Spurs wanted him to play, um, and like we've talked about before. Uh, you know, we've seen all the other players in the NBA and how they've been, you know, uh, if you want to go to Isaiah Thomas and, and uh, Derek Rose and, and all those guys who have come back and, and re-injured their, their uh, you know, their injuries. I, I can kind of see, you know, Kawhi's point, especially like how Eric said, this guy isn't known for being a prima donna. He's, he's kind of known as a mute, to be honest with you. Like, he doesn't say anything. Well, that's why his cousins and his uncle want him in L.A. because yeah. they want... They want that personality out. They feel like that. Pers- this is the place yeah. for oatmeal with no sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I mean, we would have the here two most go. boring stars in in, in uh, major league <laughs> in, in, in major leagues and in, in NBA. Yeah, yeah. But if you, th- but also, I mean, it would it would be a dream to have LeBron, Kawhi, and 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 Paul George on this team. A because obviously they're really good basketball players. But I think that's the perfect one, two, and three yeah. they personalities that yeah. you would want on it because LeBron would be. Happen. LeBron would be, you know, uh, the, the the alpha leader. male. Uh, Kawhi doesn't need to be the alpha male. Like he he fits perfectly in the middle. And Paul George doesn't want to be the alpha male. I think that's kind of reason why he left. He doesn't never wanted to be in Indiana in the first place. So I think that's like almost the perfect one, two, three, where you're not going to have people fighting over, over, over the ball or who you know who's going to get who's this or who's going to yeah exactly. No, so me, if I'm hearing you correctly, Vic, you disagree with Ben. Is that? Is oh yeah, right? no yeah. I want if you can get <laughs> if you can get Kawhi, you you get he's one of the top five players in the NBA. So you're gonna have the number one player and and a top five player in the NBA on the same team. Plus, you know, Paul George is probably top fifteen. I mean, that's does how, that get how us, else do you beat Golden State? Does that get us to the Western Conference uh, Finals? Oh, that gets us uh, Boston Celtics, LA. Oh Lakers. my gosh! Don't, that don't, tease, don't, yeah. don't tease! Don't tease! Don't tease! Yeah. You're over dealing with. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the team would do well, but I don't think that they win a championship the first year, just like the Celtics didn't. But maybe the second. But just the fact that it's it's not that crazy. I mean, I understand. Oh, yeah, no. No. I understand the it's a, that's a big leap to make, but at the same time, you could see it happening. Yeah, I don't even think it's that big of a leap because the team that uh, LeBron beat the was down three to one to Golden State had who him and Kawhi and who else? Well, he didn't. I mean, not Kawhi. Ka- uh, he didn't not even Kawhi. have Kawhi. Yeah, uh, come Kyrie, on, man. Kyrie. What game are you watching? <laughs> and Kyrie and who yeah. else? Who else did it have? Tristan Thompson, Matthew <laughs> Dellavedova, <laughs> Kevin Love. 
That's a who's who of uh, NBA talent. Well, let, me, let me ask you this. And that, obviously, that team didn't have you know Kevin Durant on it, but you're adding three major stars along with the young guns that the Lakers already have, and well, you're going to add Kawhi, some. Well, to get Kawhi, if you had to trade for him, some of those young guns would be Yeah, gone. but you but still have some you, left You'd over. have a couple. So yeah. let me ask you this, right? So I'm going in with the attitude that I don't think that all three are going to land with the Lakers because I mean, yeah. too much has to happen to get Kawhi, and I think like Paul George last year, when somebody goes out in the media and says, I want to go to L.A., that team that has rights to him is going to be like, well, F you. I'm, I'm going to put you anywhere else other than L.A. So right. I don't think it's yeah. going to happen. But, but From, Kawhi just can't – well, the reports last night where Kawhi is going to uh, let other teams know that who, who, if somebody else besides, if he gets traded to any other team, he's not resigning with them. Right. And George so, did that, but he still got traded to a different no, team. No, George never came out and said that. It was he never assumed. came out. But, it was but, assumed, the, but, but the result never, would be the same. Yeah. But Kawhi is literally yeah. going to tell these teams, if you trade for me, I'm not resigning. So who, what are the Celtics going to give up for a one-year rental? If I were them, I'd trade him to the Clippers. Well, that's a possibility because he did say L.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did say L.A. Yeah. And, and, and he said preferably the Lakers. So, so let, the let Clippers are still in play from a percentage standpoint. Hundred percent saying Kawhi is going to be a Laker. Where do you stand right now in that actually happening? Oh, ten percent, five percent? No, because it, no, it's higher than that because he does have leverage because of of a. I think it's a fifty-fifty shot because he's wow, either going to land. High? I, I, I don't think 50%. they're keeping him. I don't think they're keeping him, and you he's either going to land. Yeah, I think he's going to land as a Clipper. Or he's going to land as a Laker. I think he's going to stay a Spur. See, I, I think I what's going to happen is that it's Pop a possibility, but I don't think so. I think that if if Pop, because I mean th- they went through this with Lamarcus Aldridge last year, right? And Pop was able to come in and say, "All right, Lamarcus, what do you need from us to stay here?" And I think that that's the same sell that, that Pop is doing. Pop is probably telling him, "Hey, listen, you know what? We're going to move on from Parker. I know you had that issue. He's going to make whatever changes that that, that Kawhi wants." And when you have $219 million on the table and you're going to lose out on 80 to $100 million by signing with another team, I just don't think that it makes financial sense. And I think that those two will get together and that ultimately they'll, they'll, they'll work things out. That's, have a that's truce for a year. Foil hat time. Is there any possibility Kawhi knows something that we don't, that LeBron well, I, and Paul George this. are coming to the Lakers? Yeah, I'll tell you this. And he if, wants to get on board? If all three of them come, then I think that this has been planned for about a year yeah. between the players. Oh. That this was going to happen, and we're going to look real foolish because all the signs were there, <laughs> yeah, right. and we just kept speculating well, and speculating. Was, yeah, yeah. Do you I remember w- when when oh. LeBron came and watched uh, Lonzo in the summer yeah. league, and then he <laughs> made the the L, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's uh, Lonzo, Lonzo, or Lakers," and we were saying like, "No, he that's just." The picture was taken at that time. Like he's not really making an L. <laughs> right. We're all going to be like, "Oh shit, he was really he saying was Lakers." Really doing it. <laughs> Well, I was believing Paul George's agent where I thought, you know, OKC still had a shot at signing him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Right. I, those reports are crazy yeah, to me are. that uh, OKC has, which a, is almost, has a chance to You almost to shouldn't him. listen it's to sports comical. radio. It's yeah. comical. our show. <laughs> exactly. Sports right. radio is just, I mean, they're on the air for, you know, 24-7. They, they have, have to, to have stuff exactly. to talk about. Exactly. We talk about the stuff that's important. So we that's why you listen to guys. Like the well Jenner family. Well played. Yes. Like the Jenner family. We give you Los Angeles sports concentrate. All right, good stuff. That's plenty of uh, Lakers talk, right? Yes. Any other scenarios we need to discuss? Nope, we're nope. good. We yeah. got an interview to get to. If you're an Angels fan or just a fan of baseball in general, then I think you'd agree our guest has one of the coolest gigs around. Every morning on AM830, you can hear him doing the sports report, and he does the Angels recap show after all the Angels home games. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Trent Rush. Trent. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Glad, glad we could work it out. Uh, you, you are definitely a busy man. I, I think one of the busiest men in showbiz, uh, sports broadcasting, certainly. <laughs> hey, you gotta have, you gotta be busy to try to make a living in this crazy business. You guys know that. It's yeah. not. Yes. Yeah. Well, so anybody who listens to AM eight thirty knows your voice. I mean, you're, you're the reason that you don't change the station during commercials in the morning because we get your sports report. And uh, and certainly after the Angel games, I mean, your 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 voice is just known. But but we'd we'd like to kind of get some of your bra- background and and where you kind of you know came from before this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I actually the Angels hired me basically out of college. Um, I had been working, at, so I went to Orange Lutheran High School, and at 15 years old, realized that I was not going to ever be a professional basketball or football player or a golfer or any of that. I gave up <laughs> on my baseball dream when I was like 12. So 
I was like, I gotta find something to do. I was the worst linebacker of all time. The only one that could, <laughs> I was the only linebacker that couldn't tackle, and generally that's not a great mix. No. So I got in the broadcast booth really early in my career. So I was doing games at 15 years old. Had an awesome opportunity with Fox Sports West, where they were looking for a spotter, someone to just like point out tackles and make catch who's making the catch and just help out the booth. Well, Chris McKee, who's now doing. Uh, Lakers pre-post halftime stuff for Spectrum Sportsnet. Uh, I was working with him, got to know him super well. And uh, so I, I just kind of was around it. At, even at 15, my parents were driving me to games. So being a <laughs> part of television production has always kind of been a big part of my background. Uh, I was doing some TV games for Time Warner down in San Diego for a little bit, doing a lot of high school football stuff, for various websites here and there, just trying to get work uh, doing play-by-play in Southern California. Um, so I, I interned out at a, I entered a station in, in, in Palm Desert, and then while I was one of Chapman, just kind of did some games and, and then made my way to the Angels, and uh, it was it was a big time blessing. That's awesome. You did uh, Long Beach State games too, is that right? I did. I did Long Beach State baseball for a season. I did. A, I've done. Like I feel like so many like odd jobs for a little it's bit. Been around. I'm yeah. also well doing Irvine basketball now, and uh, so it's it's been uh, it's been good. No, I actually I had a blast doing college baseball. That was really fun. Uh, yeah, it, but right before the Angels, ESPN hired me to do a lot of Big West games on ESPN three, which was an awesome stepping stone. Uh, still doing some games for them. I've had to back it down a little bit, but it's been uh, it's been really good. So, so you grew up in Southern California, is that right? You said you went to Orange Lutheran, huh? I went I went to Orange Lutheran High School for high school, Chapman University for college, and I'm oh, yeah. working down the street at Angel Stadium. Those like all those they're within like a ten minute drive. You can hit all three. So yeah, it's, it's been cool. So did you grow up an Angel fan, or or should we not ask that question? <laughs> no, we're asking. We will ask. <laughs> So it's kind of funny. No, here's what happened. I'll be I'll be totally forthcoming in this. So I was an Angels fan as a kid, um, just because that was the hometown team. Like my I, like my parent. Like I don't really remember, but like my parents told me when I was my third birthday was at Angel Stadium, uh, and I looked oh, cool. it up. Mark Langston was pitching that day, which oh, is really funny. That is I've cool. I've given Mark a hard time about that, and he gets so upset. He's like, "Man, well, you're making me feel so old right now." <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, I give I give Langer a hard time about that. Uh, so that was that was then, and then I went to Fenway when I was really young. I know, I know. You guys, oh you guys, man, uh oh. <laughs> I was I was very young and impressionable when I went to Fenway Park. I thought it was an amazing place. But hey, the team that plays here is a team that deserves some of my, my fanhood, and um, that, that lasted for a very brief period. I, I'm not super proud to admit that. But I, <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was young and impressionable. Yes, we've I, all been there. We've all been there. Like, you got a Fenway Park. Like, what are you supposed to think? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would yeah. imagine. Everyone goes through phases. Place. We get it. We, we appreciate yeah. you coming clean with that. That, <laughs> that takes a big step. The first step is admitting it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It didn't last long. If it makes you feel any better. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, but, so then you've been an Angel fan most of your life. So then how awesome was getting this gig working at AM830 and, and for the Angels? I mean, it's been, it's been really cool. And the other thing about this job, too, which when I got hired, I got hired just to do the sports updates in the afternoon on Roger's show. Uh, there was not really anything else. They weren't sending me to games. I wasn't doing all. And it's just kind of been, you know, as this is my fourth season now. And I just have just gotten a few things here and there. And then it's kind of become, you know, this full-time job, like 80-hour-a-week job, which is awesome. Like, I couldn't be happier about it. Um, but it, it didn't. It didn't start that way. When I got hired, I, you know, like it didn't hit me like, oh man, I'm working for the Angels. Like my first day was cool. My office is at Angel Stadium. That's awesome. That's and, nice. And so the first day, I'm like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. But you know, it, it's been it's been more of a, a gradual ease into it. Yeah. Nice. 80 hours a week. It does seem like any hour of the day you tune in, you hear your voice <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> That's got to be a grind. But hey, a lot of naps. I work in a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's what it boils down to. Yep. Very, very cool. Well, uh, let's talk about this Angels team. You, now, full disclosure, we got two lifetime Angel fans on this show, and then there's uh, three of the guys here who are lifetime uh. Dodger fans. And and we're <laughs> we're always trying to pump up our Angels to these guys who, you know, of course, have their rooted history in being Dodger fans and Angel haters. Not all haters. How dare you? <laughs> Vic, I think I feel like you support us sometimes. Yeah. But uh but 
but let's talk about this current team. Obviously, we started the season so strong and everything looked like it was going to be, you know, going right. They were firing on all, on all cylinders, and, yeah. And then we kind of came back down to earth. Calhoun, you know, his struggles have been, you know, widely broadcast. What are your thoughts on our current status and, and this season? My thoughts on the current status is that this is still a team that can get to the playoffs. I yes. don't think this is a I told team you guys. right now. I don't think this is a team right now that can win in October, though. And, and there's going to have to be some changes that happen. They've they got to do something with the bullpen. And it, it's, it's not even just not having a closer. It's the, the, the Angels really don't have an eighth-inning guy. And you, you could have you had that with Parker and Middleton, I guess. But it's not like, like Middleton's been good, but he's still super young, and he hasn't totally developed into being that closer yet. I think the ideal situation is you bring in a big-time closer as your ninth-inning guy, then you had Middleton for the eighth, and then all of a sudden you're looking at this bullpen saying, hey, that's not too bad. I mean, if Blake Parker's your seventh-inning guy, you're thinking, hey, you know, our, our bullpen's okay. They're going to be all right. The problem is everybody's had to slide up, not just one role, but everyone's had to slide up like two roles beyond what is probably ideal or what the Angels had in mind coming into the year and even entering the season it wasn't like this bullpen was super deep so they get into the season now and it's it, it, yeah it, it has been tough the bullpen especially in the last you know six weeks has really not been good so they got to be able to find some answers there and that's going to be the first order of business the angels are also in a really awkward spot because think about this you got mike trout who's got after this year two more years left on his contract you got to do everything you can to prove to Mike Trout that you are a winning organization. So I think Mike Trout, my gut tells me Mike's going to stay, but you can't take that for granted. You got to show him you can win. I mean, Mike Trout deserves to play for a winner, and the Angels got to make sure that he knows that they are that. So, I mean, it's no fault of his. I mean, he's been unbelievable this year. So, can you be sellers and, and kind of, you know, get rid of some pieces and try to get younger and, and you know, try to install this great young core? Well, no, you can't really do that because you got to stay relevant. And then also staying relevant without levying the entire farm system, that's a really hard thing to do. So the Angels are kind of caught in between here, which puts them in a really tough predicament. But they do have a lot of talent. The draft picks that they've made of late have been really good. I think Joe Adele is going to be big time. I think Griffin Canning is going to be big time. They got another guy in Brandon Marsh who's got potential to be an elite player. There's a lot of good young players in this farm system. And I was really encouraged by the way last night's game went just because we saw them doing, um, you know, you can call it small ball if you want. I like to just call it baseball. They're moving, moving runners around, get more aggressive on the bases. They're developing more contact game. They only had two strikeouts last night. That was awesome to see. And, yeah, Mike Trout did his thing. They put him on base all four times he was up. He only got one hit and reached three other ways. And that's fine as long as other guys can produce, and that's what we saw last night. So I'm encouraged about that. Uh, but I think the Angels still have a big issue in that bullpen that's got to get addressed. So let me ask, let me ask you this. Talk, talking a little bit about salaries and the bullpen, you do have some bats in the lineup that at the trade deadline potentially could give you some arms in, you know, in the bullpen and, and whatever. Would the Angels even consider potentially getting rid of somebody in their lineup to, to bolster that bullpen if you do think that they can you know, make the, the playoffs and, and potentially maybe making that change have them go a little bit further in the playoffs? Yeah, I don't think that there is the. I don't think there's anybody that's in the lineup currently. That so the way the lineup sets up now, it's either you have some you have a player that would not have value to another team, or you have somebody that the Angels really value, and I don't think they, they would move. Hmm. So that's kind of so as far as like major league players right now goes, I don't think the Angels are going to trade any of them. Now that being said, there are some minor league players that you could move and their angels finally have a good farm system. I mean, it's been a long time since you could believe in this angels farm system and now you can. So I think that they could move some of those guys. Billy Epler has been talking about wanting to have as much homegrown talent as possible, get players that he is, you know, kind of let go through the entire system, get to the major league level and flourish in the big leagues. That's what he wants to do. But um, if he has to trade some of those guys to, to make, you know, to, to try to, help out this bullpen and try to help this team get to the playoffs and win in October. Uh, I think that, you know, he would be willing to sacrifice that, but 
kind of still in the evaluation period, I think. Yeah. I have a question, actually. Um, what are your thoughts on Cole Calhoun? I mean, uh, a while ago, he uh, before he went to that 10-day DL, he was batting uh, 150 or so. And now all of a sudden he comes back and uh, he's hitting pretty pretty well. Yeah, I I, I think I, talking talking to Cole last night. I mean he he has. Um, I think the new swing was good for him. You know the other thing too I've noticed about Cole just the last couple of days being around him is he just seems so much more relaxed. You guys, he was pressing so hard for like six weeks. I mean he was getting to the ballpark. Like I usually get there around. I usually, you know, start showing up in the stadium part about one o'clock and he was already there, like taking early bragging practice, like every day for six weeks. I mean, that guy took more swings than anybody I've ever seen. And that's probably part of the reason or a big part of the reason why he got that oblique strain in the first place. He was just grinding so hard and doing so much. Um, so, but for now, he, he just seems so much more relaxed. He's got this new swing. He's at a new level of confidence. He's, his brain is kind of reset, and he looks like a totally different player. He looks like the Colt Calhoun we all remember. And boy, if he can be that, that's so good for this Angels team. Oh, absolutely. We, we missed him big time. All right, so I got a question here. And so these Dodger fans, they're always telling us, why don't we trade Mike Trout and get – uh, some amazing pieces for him. And unfortunately, I think Vic sent a text the other day that, that I mean, Trout's stats over the last few, you know, ridiculous. 10 games, he's just having what, the going to potentially on track to be like the best, the best season, season yeah. ever. And yet we still, we've won what, two out of the last eight or what, whatever it is? Two of the last games nine. Games on these games when he's had this phenomenal run uh, what's the argument why? Because I don't think the Angels are going to trade him. What's what's the argument why we're keeping him? You don't trade Mike Trout. You don't trade Babe Ruth, and, and that's what it becomes. And I think you can put Mike Trout in that same conversation with the all-time great players. You you just cannot move a guy like that. What he does for this lineup. I mean, can you imagine what Mike Trout would be, or what this Angels lineup would be without Mike Trout? What he's been doing. I mean, it, it, it's hard to even imagine. His impact to this clubhouse, his impact to the organization, uh, his impact to fans and the stadium and why people show up, I, I think that is a big reason. There are so many reasons why you, you don't trade the best player in the world. I, I am, you know, Having Mike Trout makes the Angels a destination for potential free agents or you know, when you bring in your draft picks and maybe you know, this wasn't necessarily the case this year, but gosh, maybe you're having a hard time signing a draft pick you bring them in, Mike Trout shakes their hand. Next thing you know, Penn is in their other hand, and they're ready to you know, sign the papers. But the counter-argument uh, so. ar- counter to that, though, is that he, especially since he's going to be coming up for contract in a couple of years, that he's going to cost so much, and it goes to the Albert Pujols deal. And that is when you sign a large contract like that for a bat that bats four or five times a game, when you could potentially get three or four other players and potentially some you know, back-end relief pitchers or even a starter that can help you, wouldn't that be a better thing for the Angels to do? That, I mean, I'm a Dodgers fan, so I mean, I, I don't have the, the heartfelt love for Mike Trout that everybody else does, but as a baseball fan, I would think that it would be better for the organization to think about at least doing that. Yeah, personally, you know, uh, yeah, obviously you want to have as much depth as possible, and you could get a King's Ransom if you traded Mike Trout. You'd include some prospects in there, some of the highest-level prospects. You'd be good and set for a long time. There'd be so much – there would be a lot of good that would come if you do that, but there is no replacing the power that that one guy has. There's no replacing the impact that he makes. I think that if you want to just look at pure numbers and you want to just look at stats only – then yes, I could see where it would make more sense to trade him and try to get somebody else. But baseball is so much more to that. His impact in the clubhouse cannot be matched. Uh, what he means to these guys, uh, to this organization, I, I, there is there is no player that even comes close to the kind of impact, and there's no group of players that could even come close uh, to what Mike Trout you know brings to Angels baseball. So yeah, I don't see anything. Uh, I don't see any way that they trade him. Even I don't even think that's that that has never been on the table, and I think it's especially not on the table now. That said, uh, you know, I mean, we talk, you know, internal, and not, I shouldn't say internally with like Angels management, but just like some of my friends, you know, talking about okay, like, you know, what the Angels, you know, what the Angels have to do to, to make sure that they can keep Mike Trout because this 
you know, if Mike Trout doesn't stay here, then, I mean, that would be just a colossal disaster. And you, you just can't even imagine what that life would be like. Um, but for, you know, in, in getting to know Mike a little bit, I know that there's no chance he's made any kind of decision. He's just playing baseball. And he doesn't have to make a decision till the end of two seasons from now. So it's not like there's any kind of rush here. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I mean, he is the highest played player in baseball right now. That's a good thing. And I think the Angels are going to do everything they can and exhaust all resources uh, to prove to Mike Trout that he is a winner and this is a place where the Angels can have success. It's going to be tough to do in this absolutely brutal AOS division. Uh, but I, I do think Seattle's going to come back a little bit. I think Angels are going to play a little better than they have been. And it's going to be a battle between those two teams for the final spot going down the stretch. Awesome. Uh, do you have actually any more insight into uh, Otani? Is he looking any better? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wish I could tell you, and I don't know. It's like I'm holding anything back. I, I don't know. I saw okay. Otani walking around <laughs> yesterday. He seems all right. He's going to be evaluated, I think, in two weeks from right now. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a wait and see with Otani and what they decide to do. But, I mean, whether I mean, if he does end up needing surgery, whether he has it today or in October wouldn't really matter for his recovery for when he pitches again. So I think it's in the Angels' best interest for him to or, or to be conservative, see if this PRP injection takes, if it works out, then awesome. And you have Otani back in, in a, you know, a couple months, and you're not sweating it too much. Um, if, if it doesn't take, well, then you're in the same place that you would be if you, know, you see like the worst-case scenarios. You know, it doesn't matter if he does it today or if he does it in October. The recovery time is the same, and uh, he would be he would be pitching in in 2020 opening day. So I don't think it matters too much. But um, right now, I mean, there, there's so many different ways that this thing could go that you know everyone wants to harp on the worst case scenario. Well, there's a best case scenario too that the injection takes and he's all right in a couple of, in, in a couple of weeks. So um, we that's the one I'm going time. with. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I owe we all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Trent, we really appreciate you calling in. Before we let you go, uh, why don't you shout out how uh, everybody can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Trent Rush Sports. Um, you can find all my stuff there. Same handle for Instagram, Facebook, the whole thing. I'm all over social media. Give me a shout. We'd love to chat with you. I like talking baseball with anybody that wants to reach out. So yeah, that's uh, we'll awesome. Do that and, uh, have a fun baseball conversation. Yeah, yeah. Trent is not one of those stuffy baseball guys that won't tweet back. <laughs> he he engages and is a ton of fun. And we can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. It really means a lot. Trent Rush. Woo! Thank, yeah. you, Trent. Hey, thank you, Trent. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So I look forward to uh, checking out more podcast yeah yeah, yeah absolutely Appreciate anytime it, thanks again trent hey thank you guys so much for having me that was fun see you guys how about that trent rush i'll tell you what if you want to get uh you know 15 minutes of angel talk on the show you got to call in a big gun like trent <laughs> you yeah, called well, in the ringer it. yeah. yeah it's obvious yeah. that you and darren can't hold the fort so you need to bring in reinforcements <laughs> that's right Against you fools. Yeah. We, we have strong personalities. Don't call us yes, fools. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Very strong. Nobody ever accused you otherwise. Trent Rush. Good dude. All right. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Moving on. I suppose we ought to give uh, some time to the Dodgers now. A little fair and balanced, yes. Yeah. <laughs> fair is fair. Stop the press, Ben. Yes. I feel like I saw something on social media that you actually got off your couch. Yes. What? Sat in traffic. I, oh, I got a story about that. And went to a game. What? Yes. Let's hear Ben's traffic it, story. All, all three yeah. are true. <laughs> what? Yes. Unbelievable. We should have had, had Ben Pod from... Trying to leave Dodger Stadium. We're trying to get oh, into Dodger Stadium. No, no, no. It was getting into it Dodger been Stadium. Angry. That was yeah. that. Oh, I was pissed. Periscope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. we should have. Yeah. Oh, that would have been. Oh. No. Yeah, so I, I still have PTSD from moments like that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. And I don't. Want, no, no, no. No, no. I traffic, wouldn't want to talk to you during traffic. <laughs> True to Ben form, the people that I was meeting, I sent them a yeah. text and said, "If I'm not in the parking lot in 15 minutes, my ass is turning around." <laughs> No, this is this is bad. So, so obviously this weekend was Happy Father's Day. And by the way, Dad, I know you're listening. Happy Father's Day. Nice, uh, nice. Um, so Saturday, so Sunday, we I, I spent time with my dad. And so Saturday, we went to my wife's dad's house. And so he lives in East LA. And so I'm thinking to myself, this is a 5:15 game. I get to his house at like one o'clock. I figure if I leave at four, right, that gives me an hour and 15 minutes to get to Dodger Stadium, get into my seat, and watch the first pitch. Okay, now. 
I got going a little bit later. I think I left at 4.20. Right? Well, so that's I was, your I was problem. like five minutes <laughs> yeah. late. Yeah. So you brought this on yourself. I did not sit in my seat until the third inning. <laughs> oh, wow. I was fucking pissed. <laughs> Man. Now, so my entire life. This was what day? Uh, this was on Saturday. Good. Saturday. And it's against the Giants, right? So that's that's two strikes that's against why me. I, was I shouldn't have gone on a Saturday, <laughs> and I shouldn't go see the Giants. What I should do is I should go on a Tuesday night when they're playing you know, San Diego. You need and to go on a, a Tuesday yeah. at noon. Yeah. 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 So, But yeah. anyway, so my entire life, every time I've gone to Dodger Stadium, I've gone a certain way. And okay. I, I don't like to tell people because it was a way that I was able to get in really easily. <laughs> yeah. right. Right. Our listenership's going to crack yes. the code. The only yeah. way. Yeah. 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 Well, so it's been a while since I've been to Dodger Stadium. Well, it's, it's, I, I go once a year, but it's been a while since I've been to a game that was against the Giants okay. on a Saturday. All so right. I, I haven't really experienced a 55,000-person sellout right. in a lot of years. And so I go my normal way. And boy, that was a huge mistake. And so did oh. everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, that like, secret is I know out. The secret way. Yeah, nobody for, knows about for it. For years, it worked, man. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm, I'm in this. Um, so I'm on the street, and I don't move for like 20, 25 oh, minutes. The worst, so then yeah. I was. So I hit my maps. I'm like, okay, there's another way to go. So I see cars zooming by me. I go and I take off. And so anyway, I end up going up the back way. Okay. And it's up the hill. Now, okay. I yeah, made yeah. the mistake. I drove, so I have kids, so I drive my truck all the time. So the one time I figure I'm by myself, I'm going to drive my car. Well, it's a manual transmission, and I get uh. stuck on this hill. <laughs> now, Brutal. Yeah, so I'm using the e-brake. Uh, the guy, the guy behind me, <laughs> The guy behind me is, like, riding my ass, so I can't slide back <laughs> as I'm going. So by the time I get to the top of the hill, 40 minutes later, right? Oh, I'm on this hill crap. for 40 minutes. Whoa. Somebody, because my windows are down, right? Because I don't even have my air conditioning on. <laughs> And so oh, that's I, expensive. as I get into the parking lot, <laughs> that's expensive. All I, the gas you'd be oh. wasting. I hear, I hear somebody go, somebody's car's burning oil. I was like, nope, that's my clutch. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I get, I park, I walk in. And so actually untrue to my form, because usually I stay pissed for like, you know, the next hour. <laughs> when I walk into the stadium, I see my friends, I see the field, I see the Dodgers. All, like, right. all of a sudden this, this warmth comes over me. Okay. And so I enjoy the rest of the, the, the rest of the day. And actually, it was cool because you're getting like, soft. I did, you know what? I'm getting older. So the I, I know would have been angry for the next three days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So anyway, at the end of the game, we you know we watched the Dodgers win. Kike hit a home run. Nice. I missed nice. I missed uh, uh, Kemp's home run because okay. it was in the first inning. But anyway, we ended up, uh, we hung out in the parking lot for another like 40 minutes. Waited for most people to leave. We got in the car and we ended, uh, we got drinks after. So it was it was a really good experience. It's been a long time since uh, awesome. since I'd been to a game. But uh, yeah, the Dodgers are, they're putting it together right now. I was yeah. gonna say it. And yeah. All that to say, the Dodgers are winning games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know, Seriously. Their, their bullpen has figured stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they, and every once in a while I see a name and I don't know who the, who it is. Yeah. I'm like, who the hell is that? I have no idea who this guy is. And, and he has like a, you know, 1.21 ERA. Yeah. So apparently they found these weird yeah. guys to pitch in the bullpen again that they seem to do every single year. Which is crazy. My question to Ben is, are you going to buy a Kemp jersey after you ran over, uh, what's his name at the plate? Ooh. Oh, uh, I have a Kemp T-shirt jersey. Nice. And it's actually a retread. I wore it to the game. Nice. Because I bought it back in like 2006. And, <laughs> and then I got I put it away for a little while. Yeah. And then when it came back, I just pulled it back out. And it's all now, cracked. Like and it's nothing got ever happened. On it. yeah. well, it's, well, you bought it outside the stadium for five bucks. It's not an authorized T-shirt. <laughs> no, sure. I bought it at Target. Oh, oh okay. On sale. Whoa, big spender. <laughs> Kemp is spelled with a yeah. C. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, the Dodgers have definitely. Uh, um, they're looking good. They're beating yeah, division they're, opponents, and they're. Like, are you they, guys they a half had game that. out of first? Did, did you did you beat Chicago we, last week? We, we had a doubleheader. No, we, 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 we lost the second. Game. Oh, we, we lost, lost the second, second okay. game in the tenth inning. Because I know we beat Arizona for you. Guys. Yes, yes, that's why that was my you. thank you. And yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, do it again. Yeah. All right. Cool. You got it. Deal done. But that's amazing that you had that awful start. Just yeah. goes to show how long the season is. It really is. And and any hot streak you can you can still turn it around. It's yeah. not too late. I yeah. think it's just an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's becoming a thing. <laughs> they're a game game and a half back from game Arizona. Okay. All right. So they're within striking distance yeah, with plenty of the of Diamondbacks. That plenty was a pun. Yeah, still. And a lot of our guys are still hurt. So You know the bummer about the hurt guys is that I heard that the Kershaw is looking at doing a, a, a start like in AAA some. or something in the he, next he did couple or, weeks. Yeah. Oh, he did already. Oh, I don't no, know I if it was AAA. He had yeah. a sim- I, was, yeah. I thought it was, it was Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Saturday. But he had a simulated start I, then. I disagree with the Dodgers here. You know why to hold him a little bit? Why bring him back? 
Like so, I'm asking yeah. you, Vic, specifically because of his 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 his, his history of, of right. getting injured. Why why not just wait another month? Especially if the Dodgers are, are playing well right now. Yeah. If you were I, if you were Dave Roberts, what would you do? I would hold him back a little. You would. Longer. Yeah. So we're, in, we're we agree. We agree. All right. I'm Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Show's over. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> enough is enough. That's where it gets boring. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Especially like I, I, if it was a different situation where you know obviously the starters that they had weren't doing their thing. They couldn't go late in the bullpen right now. I mean that's different. But right now. If you could hold him back a few more games, I would definitely hold him back a few yeah. more games. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. That's a great place to end it. That that's that's <laughs> how you end the show. Let's get out of here. Big thanks to Trent Rush for yes. calling. Yeah. That's that, that is Trent, huge. Sir. Well done. Busy dude, so we thank him for calling in. Also, shout out to the uh, Portuguese Hall Gardeners. Thank you guys oh. for showing hey, up. To be fair, that <laughs> appreciate beautiful. helping out the sound quality of the show. That was, that was the school district next door. We're not oh, going to oh, claim oh. that. Oh, oh, okay. oh well then screw right. them. It's still <laughs> it's still better than having a cricket uh, stuck somewhere that you couldn't find during <laughs> the, the King's Realm show. King's Realm show. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no. And uh, shout out to. Hammers Gray School, yes. Portuguese yeah, Hall. Yeah. Love thank you. this thank place. Thank you for joining me here, guys. I it is really it. a great place. I'll tell you, when you said 5 a.m., at first I was like, hell no. And then Ben said he was in. I was the first one. And, and actually, it was supposed you. to be at Eric's house. It wasn't yeah. even going to be right. here. Right. Right. Well, he slow played it. I think Eric knew all along we were going to end up here. I but did he not. Says, I didn't think no. Oh, uh, so you're saying house, he's, 5 the Le- he's a LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George yes. of our podcast. It wow. comes full circle. Once he got Ben in, I was like, well, if Ben's in. We gotta. Yeah. We could. We could pod and, and make a whole thing of it. And then you said breakfast burritos, and I was for sure in. And then it ended up Portuguese Hall. It's like, well, okay, well now we now we're all in already. <laughs> it made it even better <laughs> for me because committed. it was like three miles from my house. Yeah. Rather than, yeah. That is true. Rather Eric than taking not live Beach close. Boulevard into like for, the Azusa Mountains, yeah. wherever he lived. <laughs> for twenty for twenty it's, for twenty it's miles. Five yeah. minutes on the freeway and forty-five minutes streets. <laughs> right, I, right, I, I, I will tell you that. Uh, Portugal is undefeated when Ben watches the games. That's Ooh, interesting. Right. That is interesting. Yeah. interesting. If we'd been three, oh no, no, you saw your first goal. I did yeah, first he, goal, first line. goal, ever. Ronaldo. Yeah, of nice. course, my yeah, dude had to is. put one in. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. you got to be here for that. Yeah. All right, we are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. We're on Facebook, all the social media sites. GuysinShorts.com is the website where you can find our store and also our voicemail number, 562-450-3356. As always, please share the show with all your friends. We'd love to get a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll read it. Yes, we will read it. We do do that. We yeah. read. Yeah, I checked. Yeah, them we can week. read. Yeah, <laughs> we can for the most part. We'll check Geography, it. We'll know. We'll I check it. We'll know that we this. have it, and then we're going to wait four weeks before we remember <laughs> to read right. it on the show. That's, That's the way right. we do it. That's how we do. Oh, uh, wow. for Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. I'm Jeff Wilson. Forza Portugal. Oh, well oh, done. Wow. Well done. <laughs>